Hello and welcome to Rise of the Black Republican Podcast. I am your host, Lawrence Haley, the show where we talk about politics, conservative American values, and a little bit of life, all from the perspective of a black Republican. Thank you for listening. And on today's show, we're going to talk about the big announcement, one thing I hate, one thing I love, and of course, the absurdity of the week. Let's get into it. First off, the big announcement. We all knew it was coming, and here it is. Ron DeSantis announces his presidential bid. And I have to be honest with you guys. I'm really excited to see what happens over the next year uh, with the campaigns between President Trump and Governor DeSantis and and whoever else wants to jump into race as a legitimate contender. Not going to lie. I'm a little disappointed. I don't think Nikki Haley has a shot. And I had to go out and get a Haley 2024 shirt, of course. So I have my gray Haley 2024 shirt that I do wear uh, because I had to go get that, of course, with our last names uh, being the same. Again, I'm really looking forward to the presidential campaigns here and to see what we get out of both of our candidates. Uh, looks like our two front runners are going to be President Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis. I can't emphasize that enough. On paper, Ron DeSantis appears to be the perfect candidate. Some of the things that he's done in Florida during COVID, after COVID, the things he's still doing in Florida, he's not afraid to go after this woke agenda and attack it. He won't back down. I think that he is a American patriot. He served the Navy as a lawyer. And I'm going to be very controversial here because, hey, it's about time. But how he's going after the woke ideology movement, hats off to you, Mr. DeSantis. I love the pressure he put on Disney. If you look at the sales of Disney movies recently, the majority of the country agrees because their sales are flopping when they're making these movies with woke characters. And when we say woke characters, let's not pull any punches. We're talking about main characters that are gay, talking about characters where we're taking the male character who was traditionally the hero of the story. We're making that person weak and effeminate. And now we're you know promoting a female lead or a female character, which don't get me wrong. Please do not mistake my words. I have no problem with a female lead story character or a strong female character. What I have a problem with is when we feminize or make the male character weak at the sake of promoting the female character. So if we want to make strong female characters, give them a movie that makes them a strong female character. We don't have to make a man weak in order to make a woman strong. That's just one of the things we're seeing with Disney. That's a separate topic, and we'll get into that one day too. It's just amazing to see a politician stand up to a company like Disney and not back down. If you don't get into politics, I encourage you to go to YouTube, look up videos of Ron DeSantis' speeches. He recently did a speech to a group of homeschoolers, and it's a phenomenal speech where he addresses some of the misconceptions and some of the blatant lies that the mainstream media is spreading about him. One thing I've noticed, especially when it comes to conservative leaders or conservative politicians, whenever the mainstream media can't go after their policies because their policies make sense, they start to attack their character. So, for example, with Ron DeSantis right now, you're going to see a lot of media here that's saying that, number one, this is this is very lame, but they're saying that he has no charisma. Okay, whatever. And then they're also saying that he's racist. So some of the things he did, he blocked CRT in Florida schools, which, again, It's a great decision because CRT at its core teaches children, one set of children based on the color of their skin, have been victims and will always be victims 
of the other set of children based on the color of their skin, telling them that, hey, white people are suppressors and black and brown people are victims. And our country set up that way. And it's been that way from the beginning. And that's just the country we live in. If you really deep dive into some of those issues, of course, there was slavery. Of course, there were Jim Crow laws. Of course, there were institutions that were set up like that. But if you really deep dive it and look at it, there were also black slave owners. Some of the decisions that were made were business decisions and business laws. They weren't laws just because of race. You really have to go back and look at the narrative and find out what's really behind some things and don't accept everything that's always told to you, even from me. So go do your research. Again, look at Ron DeSantis. Look at some of the things he does. Look at some of the speeches he's made. Another one they're saying now about him is that he got a bunch of books banned and, oh, we're going, he's a communist and we're trying to ban books. No, he got books moved that were inappropriate for children out of one grade and pushed them to other grades or from one library to another library. And he didn't even do that. He gave parents the right to know what was being taught in their schools. And Florida was the first state to pass the Parents' Bill of Rights. So if you look into that, there are a lot of things that Governor DeSantis has done that are just top-notch, A+. Again, hats off. I could go on forever talking about Ron uh, DeSantis because I really want to see uh, him as our nominee. I think I said it earlier. I have no qualms if it ends up being President Trump as our nominee, because, again, I think he did a great job for our country and I'd love to give him another shot. However, I do think that Governor DeSantis has an opportunity to win over Democrats that are on the fence, whereas President Trump has already burned that bridge. Unfortunately, you have a decent sized crowd of Democrats that are never going to vote for Trump, unfortunately. So we need someone that can unify the country that makes sense and also holds to conservative American values. And I personally think that person is Governor DeSantis. Going into things I hate, things I love. Piggybacking off of Governor DeSantis, critical race theory. Critical race theory is nothing more than a racist ideology that tells people based on the color of your skin, you will be a victim or you have been a victim. And based on the color of someone else's skin, they have been the oppressors. This drives me up a wall. I have biracial children. If critical race theory was taught, that's telling my children that half of their family has oppressed the other half of the family. And that's absolutely not the case. And also what it does, too, if you really stop to think about it, if you're teaching this to young children, it literally starts to indoctrinate them where they believe in victims versus owners. This is something I actually taught a class recently uh, at my current employer about having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. Your mind and your brain is just a muscle that you exercise and work. Depending on what you feed it and depending on what inputs you give your brain depends on your outlook on life. So if at a young age you're telling somebody that you are a victim and your whole race has been a victim, they're going to start to look at their outlook at life and say, oh, wow, this is out of my control. I'm being impacted by an external factor that I can't control. Whereas opposed to if you have the open growth mindset uh, or an ownership mindset, you always have that belief that, hey, I can change my conditions. I can change my current situation. Furthermore, if you really start to deep dive and say, why is this being pushed? 
Because now when you tell a group of people that you're already handicapped and that you've been handicapped, you can also tell that group of people, but in the name of diversity, equity, and inclusion, I'm going to rescue you. And if the Democratic Party or the Liberal Party can tell that group of people, I'm going to rescue you, I'm going to help make everything even, I'm going to set the bar on a level playing field by doing X, Y, Z, you're going to make that group of people loyal to you. And again, at the end of the day, it comes down to power. It's a liberal agenda to teach these kids they need to be dependent on the government or dependent on an external factor instead of dependent on themselves. And that's what I have a problem with critical race theory. If I didn't mention this in the first episode, when I grew up, my mother told me that I had to work harder than all my peers because of my race. And I ultimately realized it wasn't because of my race that I had to work harder than my peers. It was because in order to be successful in America, you have to work harder than your peers, no matter who you are. When you teach critical race theory, you're teaching people that they're at a disadvantage strictly because of their race. Again, which sets them up for failure. It sets them up for a victim mentality, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. And that's what I hate about critical race theory. On to what I love. And I'm going to go on and talk about this one for a moment. If you've been living under a rock in the last week and a half, Target has lost about six to eight billion dollars in market value because of who they decided to partner with for their Pride Month marketing campaign. Apparently, they partnered with a trans designer named Eric Carnell. This is a female who has transitioned to quote unquote become a male. They have a mustache and they've been taking testosterone shots or hormones or whatever they do. But this is a female uh, who is a designer and they're designing other clothes. Now on this designer's particular website, they have a company called Aparellen. Aparellen, it's A-B-P-R-A-L-L-E-N, Aparellen. This designer has made clothes, buttons, whatever, that have satanic taglines like Satan respects pronouns, Satan loves you and respects who you are. And they even had a whole article on there where they went on and said this quote, LGBTQIA plus people, huh, say that a million times fast, are often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine. We'll hang with Satan instead, end quote. This person ended up speaking out in an interview with MSN and said that they're not a Satanist. They don't worship the devil and they don't even believe in the Bible. Well, apparently you do because Satan came from the Bible, too. And if you don't believe in it, then why would you design clothing and taglines using that person's name? I don't believe in a tooth fairy and I don't get upset and offended. When the tooth fairy doesn't bring me money, I'm a grown man and I had to get a wisdom tooth taken out. I didn't get upset because the tooth fairy didn't give me money because I know the tooth fairy is not real. So if you don't believe in the Bible and if you don't believe it's real, then you can't acknowledge and get offended when LGBTQ plus IQA people are referred to as being a product of Satan. Because in your mind, eh, it doesn't matter. It's not real. But apparently you do believe in it. And apparently you did take offense to it because you literally said, hey, if we're going against God's will. Fine. I'll hang with Satan instead. Long story short, what happened here is this went viral and moms across the country are boycotting Target. And it's fantastic. 
I literally went to Target probably twice a week with my wife whenever we had a little bit of downtime. We we're just like, oh, let's go to Target and walk around. Yeah, 80 bucks later, we're walking out of Target with something, but not anymore. I haven't been to Target in about a week and a half, two weeks, and I love it. And apparently, a good majority of the country is doing the same thing. It got to the point that Target had to have an emergency meeting and start to move some of these items away from the front of the store where they had them displayed. Now, they didn't have any of the satanic clothes there. They just had other clothes that were designed uh, by this designer. But they're now moving them from the front of the store and kind of moving them back because of all the backlash they're getting. The reasoning they're using in the media and the public and their press releases, they're saying that there were confrontations and for the safety of their associates, they're moving these displays. Okay, I'm going to say it's probably because of the six billion dollars she lost in a week. Who am I? All jokes aside, I love this because it shows the power of a movement when people get together and people are involved. When we all come together and we voice our concerns, we can move mountains. And that's what we're seeing. We saw it happen with Bud Light when they endorsed and they picked up Dylan Mulvaney as their sponsor for their beer. And now we're seeing the same thing happen with Target and this satanic designer. I'm going to be extremely clear. I personally do not have a problem with trans people at all. Live your life. Do what you're going to do. I have a problem with the trans movement being forced upon society. There's a guy who does viral videos and things like that on YouTube, and he's a gay man. And he even said himself, the pride movement has become less and less about allowing gay people or trans people to live their life and to go love who they want to love to now being a sexualized movement it's now getting to the point where it's starting to get pushed on children. That was the other concern with Target. They had a lot of pride clothing for children and for even toddlers. They had pride onesies, things like that, where this doesn't need to be pushed upon children. It doesn't need to be sexualized. Do not force this on society and do not force this sexualized movement on children. On to the absurdity of the week. Disclaimer, this article and this absurdity isn't actually from this week, but it was one of the inspirations of why I decided to do the podcast. Back in March, the AP, which is your Associated Press, ran a story about the largest source of stolen guns right now. And the title basically said, largest source of stolen guns, parked cars. A growing number of firearms kept in vehicles has become the new point of contention in debates over regulating gun safety. Okay, I'm intrigued. I'll bite. I dive into this article and I'm reading the article. And as it goes on, it kind of starts off telling the story about a Glock 9 millimeter pistol disappear from a Dodge Charger in Nashville, etc., etc., etc. Some kids take it. They rob a bank about 10 months later and they get arrested. Okay. Then the article goes on to say, in a country awash with guns, with more firearms than people, the parked car or in many cases, the parked pickup truck, has become a new flashpoint in the debates over how and whether to regulate gun safety. The article goes on to say, in some cities, organized groups of young people have swept through neighborhoods and areas around sports arenas looking for weapons left under car seats or in unlocked center consoles or glove compartments. Their work is occasionally made easier by motorists who advertise their right to bear arms with car window decals and stickers promoting favorite gun brands or that declare Marlin Labe 
a defiant message from ancient Sparta, which roughly translates as come take them. <sighs> this article isn't reading of liberal fake news garbage that I don't know what is. First off, let's analyze some of these talking points. The title of the article, first off, talks about increasingly we're seeing guns being stolen out of cars. Even the opening paragraph talks about a gun being stolen out of a Dodge Charger. But for some reason, there's an emphasis to say, or in many cases, parked pickup trucks. Hmm. Sounds like we're targeting a certain type of conservative citizen. If you look at the next sentence where it says these organized groups of young people are going around to neighborhoods and sporting arenas looking for weapons left under car seats or unlocked center consoles. But wait a minute, wait a minute. You just said pickup trucks. I'm going to challenge you and say, I don't know how many pickup trucks we're seeing at sporting arenas. Maybe our tailgates, but for the most part, come on, let's be real. What kind of cars are going to sporting arenas? Probably not pickup trucks. Probably not those type of uh, citizens. And then secondarily, gun owners who are responsible gun owners, which are usually your conservative gun owners, aren't leaving their weapons in their cars. They're carrying them on them at all times. And lastly, the statement about their work being made easier by motorists who are advertising their right to bear arms. Come on. Back to my responsible gun owner's comment. Someone who is a responsible gun owner who is advertising their Second Amendment constitutional right is not leaving their weapon in their car. They're carrying that weapon on them. They're taking care of their weapon. They're taking their weapon in the house. They're protecting their family with it. The last place they're leaving it is in their car with a sticker on it that says, come take them. This is just absurd. If you don't know how the AP works, and this is why I wanted to bring this up. If you don't know how the Associated Press works, somebody in an office, some young kid who just graduated college, probably a liberal college, writes an article. And then the AP, the Associated Press, sells that article to multiple newspapers or multiple newspapers subscribe to AP articles that they can republish and reprint. Essentially, somebody writes this article and then it gets mass distributed out throughout the country to cause a panic. I actually looked up this article and found the same article in Nashville, which, of course, where it took place. Then I found the same story being ran in Santa Fe, New Mexico. The same story is being ran in Denver, Colorado. And I'm not talking about the same story like, oh, it's the same narrative. I'm talking about the exact same article, copy and paste, published in other papers. You can look it up yourself. Again, this ran back in March. I want to say March 25th is when this article was ran. I'll put a link to it in the YouTube video. So if you're watching this on YouTube or listening to this on YouTube, you can check the article out yourself. This just shows you the liberal fake news, mainstream media agenda that is trying to be pushed upon you. You have to wake up. You have to start reading your articles reading the news and analyzing, does it make sense? This article does not make sense. Conservative gun owners who drive pickup trucks are not leaving their weapons in their vehicles and they're not parking their unlocked cars, or I'm sorry, unlocked pickup trucks at sporting arenas. That's all I got. That's the rise. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Don't forget, tell a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. You've been listening to Rise of the Black Republican, a Team Haley production.